Oh, yes. You know what that means. It's time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I know. We're trying new things. That's what we try to do I, here. You know, okay? Simi, I am so in tune with technology. Why, <laughs> just last year, I got rid of the fax machine <laughs> and bought a CD player. I'm making wow. great strides. Well, you we'll know, get I'll, there. Be, I'll be caught up with the 21st century about the time the 23rd century rolls around. Uh, and you'll still be reporting on BC politics at that time. Yeah, with any luck. <laughs> so let's talk about that because Premier Horgan had this conversation with other premiers, uh, and it sounds like it, I couldn't believe this stat though. He is one of the longest I, serving in office. Yeah, man, these jobs really go through a lot of people. The premier said this uh, right off the top. He's he's chair of the Council of the Federations, which is the what we used to call the Premier's Conference, and he said, you know, I've only been Premier of British Columbia for four years, and I'm already pretty much the senior person at the table. There's only one premier, um, Sandy Silver of Yukon, that's been around longer than Horgan, and of course the Prime Minister, uh, he doesn't do Premier's Conferences, he does do First Minister's Conferences, uh, has been at it for five years. So uh, John Horgan's uh, the dean of the premiers now, pretty much, and uh, he's only been there four years. That is amazing. Okay, big topic was healthcare. Yeah, so uh, we talked about this yesterday. It's coming back onto the agenda before the pandemic hit, and of course, there's a lot of healthcare issues there. The premiers were uh, joining together and demanding a first minister's conference to discuss Ottawa's dwindling share of healthcare funding. The federal government originally, when uh, healthcare. Canada's healthcare system was launched way back in the 60s. The idea was it was going to be a 50-50 split, and Ottawa's share has been shrinking ever since. Uh, Ottawa keeps coming back and launching new programs because it's more fun to announce new programs and maintain the funding for the old ones. So Horgan said, um, we're now, we now want the Prime Minister to do this First Minister's Conference. They want it before the end of the year. And the goal is not to get back to 50-50. Nobody thinks that's realistic. They'd like to see the federal share go to 35% of what the provinces spend on health care. So for British Columbia, the calculation is Ottawa is only covering about 22% now. So if the federal government were to commit to that goal of 35% of BC's cost of providing health care, that would uh, mean about $3 billion for BC, depending on how you count it. Oh, that would make a huge difference there. So, okay, yeah. so that was a hot topic, and they were also talking about cruise ships, right? Yeah, so the Premier also briefed us on his own conversation with the Prime Minister this week. So he called Trudeau to congratulate him on the big win on Tuesday, and the Premier said, so here's what we talked about, and he uh, corrected his own press release from Tuesday or filled in an omission and said, yeah, we did talk about the cruise ship thing. And he said the Prime Minister is aware of the threat to BC's share of the Alaska cruise business. And he said uh, the Prime Minister is engaged in it, as is the Canadian Embassy in Washington, D.C. And the Premier said he takes it very, very seriously, which is not the impression he's always given on this issue. So I would say uh, they've gotten his attention. He still, I guess the one thing he says is, look, uh, the cruise ship industry itself wants uh, 
uh, to continue to have a piece of the action here in British Columbia, and I think that may be true. And he also said that the two pieces of legislation put forward by U.S. politicians, senator and representative from Alaska, he said those politicians are Republicans and Canada is not persuaded that that legislation is high on the agenda for a Congress that is controlled by the Democratic Party right now. We'll see those Alaska politicians got the temporary, uh, <clears throat> lifted the temporary right. exemption on stopovers in B.C. ports in the spring. Uh, Horgan is right to take it very, very seriously, and I think it's good news that it seems that the province, the embassy in Washington, D.C., and the prime minister's office are all engaged now. I guess my question with that is, do we have guarantees from the Democratic side of things no. that this is not a priority, or are we just guessing? Uh, I think, well, somebody told the premier last spring that this thing didn't have a chance of passing. The, the problem is is the way things get brokered in Washington, D.C. So, you know, the leaders have a long list of things they want to get done, the president, uh, congressional leaders, Democrats, and all that. And then they start looking for the votes to get it passed. And it may be that when they come to the Alaskans, two senators... Yes, both Republicans and a congressman, one congressman, but yeah, the dean of the house down there, they go to them, well, what will it take to get your support on this? And they, they may say, yeah, well, we've got this cruise ship thing, right? Uh, you know, there's trade-offs, and, and that's the problem that Canada has, or any foreign country does, in assessing what it takes to get something through Congress. It isn't the president's intentions. Uh, it is... What kind of right. brokerage will it take? And you can end up being brokered into it, even if you didn't think the legislation was going to pass or had much of a chance. Uh, and let's also talk about uh, the bubble zone issue, right? Yes. The no-go zone around hospitals and schools, because Quebec managed to pass their legislation in a couple of hours. Yeah, they did. Now their legislature is sitting, so that makes it a little easier. The BC pioneered bubble zone legislation back when it was a tough thing to do for abortion clinics. And they made it stick. They fought it all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada. It was upheld. So British Columbia knows this. Horgan said that the government is reviewing its options. Uh, Solicitor General Mike Farnworth said this week that the options are, yes, bubble zone legislation, but another option might be injunctions. So it doesn't sound like BC has figured out what to do. Premier also said yesterday that with the public outcry over the what went on at the hospitals and what went on at the schools, there have been no more swarming of hospitals and That's schools. True. So that may suggest that um, they don't need the bubble zone legislation. But look, the House sits on October the 4th. Um, we may still see the legislation. And Simi, I think it would pass very quickly here as well. Oh, I think so too. And the thing is, we may not need it right now, but who's to say six, like people have short memories, right? It may yep. happen again. And why add that stress to hospitals and schools? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, and again, if you could, if you can get it through in a, in a day, which you can with permission from all parties, uh, you may not even need a huge amount of debate on it. So it wouldn't necessarily crowd much else off the agenda. I agree on that. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.